Are you ready to get informed and inspired? This is the Homeschool Hope Podcast, where you are introduced to the people and the products to equip you for your homeschooling journey. Whether you are a veteran homeschooler, are just getting started, or haven't even started yet, this show will give you the hope in the future of home education. Hey everyone, this is Steve Donahue with another episode of the Homeschool Hope Podcast. This is episode number nine. And in just a moment, you are going to hear our guest, Sharon Jeffus, an interview with her and Sharon Jeffus of Visual Mana. And uh, this should be a great show for you. It was for me because um, it helps us to be able to bring art into our homeschooling. And uh, she tells us all kinds of ways and resources that you can do that. And so stay tuned for that. Uh, just a couple of announcements before we get started with that. First of all, um, be sure that you are sharing us with your friends and family, and um, uh, there's all kinds of ways to do that. If you look at the show notes, there are links to all the various social media, so you can click on any one of those links, and it will take you to where you can share it with your friends and family, and I appreciate you doing that. It helps get the word out, and um, the affiliate focus for today is the Ron Paul Curriculum. And the Ron Paul curriculum is a great resource for any liberty-minded homeschooler. Helps to be able to build the worldview in your student of liberty. And it is a self-taught system uh, around the Internet. And so there are all kinds of uh, lessons each day through teachers that are superb in their field, uh, teaching all areas of academic understanding and worldview and uh, there are 26 reasons if you go to the show notes and you link on the homeschool or the Ron Paul homeschool, or if you go to the website and look on the affiliate focus and click on that, it'll take you to uh, a link on the Ron Paul homeschool website that uh, tells the 26 reasons my, why you might want to consider homeschooling using the Ron Paul curriculum, and then a couple of reasons why it may not be right for you. So check that out, the Ron Paul homeschool curriculum. Hey, everyone, I'm really excited today because I have with us our special guest, Sharon Jeffus. She has a BSSE in art education from John Brown University and studied painting at Metropolitan in Denver and sculpting at Southern Illinois University. She has written over 20 books. She has also developed a visual mana teaching method, which we're going to talk about, and in that method, she integrates art and art appreciation techniques vocabulary, and core subjects. She's also written an Indian arts and crafts program that was rated outstanding by the Bureau of Indian Affairs. Sharon taught in the public school for 10 years before she left the public school system to write books, travel, and homeschool her two sons. She and her late husband, Richard, started Visual Mana to encourage young Christians in the arts and meet the needs of visual and kinesthetic learners. Sharon and her husband, Richard, taught art for thousands of homeschoolers across America before he passed away. And she has many other accomplishments that you can see on her website. And I recently came across an article that she wrote in a Virginia Home Educators magazine on teaching art to kids. And I wanted to have her on for that purpose. So, Sharon, welcome. Well, thank you very much for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. And uh, I am one of those people that you would say is uh, artistically challenged. So uh, this this will be a good um, talk with you because you should be able to uh, hopefully give some inspiration to those of us who are not of the same ilk as you. 
And so what I want to do first, Sharon, is just uh, I mentioned a little bit about you, but if you could introduce yourself a little bit more and a little bit about your family, that would be great. Oh, okay. Um, I started uh, homeschooling. I was a public school teacher, and I taught at a Christian school for a couple years uh, in Branson. And um, it, actually, my kids, of course, are graduated and they're adults now. But I started homeschooling around 1992, and that's when I wrote my book. And uh, at that time, there weren't a lot of people that were homeschooling. And so it was quite a privilege to get to do that. My husband was really for it. And uh, it was uh, it was just a, a great thrill and a privilege to get to homeschool uh, my sons. I don't regret a minute of it. It was it was wonderful, and I always um, loved art. I could never decide between art and English, and of course, you know, your verbal communication and your visual communication they're both very very important. And I ended up writing and doing art. And I think so many times young people are talented in both of those areas. Uh, they're coming up and they're like in high school and they they want to do uh, they want to just learn how to communicate and I try to do it with excellence I try to I, I think as Christians we need to be the best of the best so to speak <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah, that's good so <clears throat> the um, I have a couple of things I want to mention just about your bio first of all my my uh, father actually retired from the Bureau of Indian Affairs after serving for 22 years in the government. And so I found it interesting that you had created an uh, a Indian art and crafts program for the, or I, I don't know if it's for the Bureau of Indian Affairs, but they certainly approved of it. And yeah. uh, that, that was pretty good. Yeah, I taught in, when my husband, um, when I got married, uh, my husband went back to school at John Brown University as well. Mm -hmm. I graduated from there. His sister graduated from there. And he decided to go back and get his degree from there. And I taught at Watts, Oklahoma, which was a Cherokee Indian school. Okay. And I had that opportunity to write the program. And okay. it was great, great experience, just a wonderful experience. That's great. So you started to mention this already, but uh, I, I backtracked on you. I apologize for that. But um, you, you said, um, you know, you, you wouldn't look back at going back into homeschooling. What actually was it that triggered you to want to homeschool your kids? Well, I actually heard a Dobson program. I'll never forget it hmm. um, on homeschooling. And it just I just felt the conviction in my heart that I was supposed to do it. And I never re I never imagined I would ever do it. It was like such a, a strange thing. But, you know, when you get that conviction in your heart, you know, it's the Lord. And God just worked it out. I had a book that um, when I was public school teaching, I could never find curriculum that I loved that I, because I like to, to take the masterworks of art and incorporate that in with kids in, in their lessons. I couldn't mm -hmm. find anything like that. So I really wanted to write a book. And so my job in at that time um, they were eliminating um, art programs and music, and my job got eliminated uh, in art, and also the music teacher got eliminated as well. And I thought, okay, I can do my book. You know, this is the perfect time to do my book and to homeschool. And it just seemed to just all fit right into place where I had that opportunity. Yeah, that's great. Now, that was back, of course, before homeschooling became as popular as it is today. So you were one of those pioneers that quite old. <laughs> uh, what was, do, was doing something unusual at the day. So I appreciate you uh, for stepping out and actually uh, doing that kind of against the grain back then. So 
What, um, what, tell me a story of a challenge that you encountered in your homeschooling. Well, uh, my older son was creatively gifted and, um, you know, that was, uh, was gifted, very gifted. And a lot of times it's very difficult to raise a child that's very, very intelligent. Um, yes. because it's not, it's just a challenge because you have to keep them challenged. Mm-hmm. And he also had a visual handicap. And my younger son, um, he was sort of like me, ADD, you know, just all the time, active movement and everything. And he tended to be more athletically oriented. And he actually walked on at John Brown University and got a swim scholarship back when they had swimming for for young men. And so they they were both very different. And what I found is I started with AC E curriculum. Not, I don't know if I should mention a curriculums, but I, the ones I started out with, I found didn't work. And mm. I think when you start homeschooling, uh, you know, sometimes you're overly stressed and sure. you're thinking, oh my goodness, I have to just do this and this and this. It's very, it can be very stressful. But then I think when you sort of relax a little bit and understand the learning styles of your kids, I mean, some uh, students do better with the workbook approach. You have visual learners, kinesthetic learners, audio learners. And there's a book. There's so many people that have great information on this. Joyce Herzog, Diana Waring. But I think um, I like um, the way they learn by Cynthia Tobias. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a good thing because a public school teacher might have 25 students. And it's very difficult. A good public school teacher, I believe has to teach on three levels. I think you have to really challenge the very intelligent children. You have to meet the needs of the, the, the students that are right in the middle that are average. And then you have to really encourage and work with the kids that you're trying to get up, you know, to being average and then to excelling. But when you homeschool, it's so wonderful because it's one-on-one. You really can understand right. the child's learning skill and you can really help them and work with them. And that's so good. Mm-hmm. So you say that the, probably in summary, then your your challenge was basically trying to figure out the different learning styles of your children and how how best to teach to them. Yeah, and how to relax and and just okay. enjoy it and not be um you know so so stressed out. You know, uh, you have to do this curriculum and you have right. you know you have to like it and it has to be you know and to be able to loosen up a little bit because it's such a wonderful thing that in homeschooling you can do that. Yes, that's right. That's good. And I appreciate you saying that. I think there's a lot of, a lot of parents out there that are trying to homeschool. And when they first start, they, they try to bring school home. And, um, that's really not what homeschooling is. <laughs> and, uh, so, you know, we, we can't really have the same environment as a, as a school can. And we shouldn't. So I, I appreciate you saying that. What? Uh, tell me, you mentioned this already briefly. If you want to use the same one, that's fine. If you want to use a different one, that's okay too. But um, tell me of a success that you saw in in homeschooling your children. Maybe something they were able to do while they were being homeschooled, or something that resulted as as uh, an action of the homeschool. Well, I know my younger son. Um, he developed his own business. And it was a tree clay. It was really neat because 
he learned how to package it. And he actually sold it to Miller Pads and Paper and Rainbow Resources wow, for a time, cool. you know. I mean, he'd be out there with this uh, sawdust and mixing <laughs> up this stuff, and he'd be totally covered with white and, you know, putting it into the baggies, Ziploc baggies, and printing off the things and stapling them, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was it was just a business that he had that I thought was such a good experience. And just so many wonderful opportunities um like that you know um and my older son worked with computers and uh uh you know it was it, they just had opportunities as homeschoolers to do business to yeah. become entrepreneurs which i think homeschooling lends towards leadership because you know you're not just a, a robot i don't want to say anything negative you know about of course public school kids but many times they don't have a lot of opportunities to be able to mm-hmm. do that. You know, they, they can't hardly think for themselves, you know? Right. Um, and th- I think the homeschoolers get to do that, have that opportunity to really think for themselves. Right. Yeah. I agree with that. My, my kids work with me regularly and are learning skills of entrepreneurship. And my, my oldest son who's out of the home now, he started a business early on. And I think that's one of the benefits. And, um, you know, I think as homeschoolers, we're kind of uh, different than the the average package anyway, and so our kids kind of grow up learning that, and so that's uh, that's great. So, <clears throat> tell me about um, the visualmana.com, which is your website, and what you have available there, and why you started that kind of thing. Well, my husband's vision and my vision was to be able to have a training facility for kids that would be able to train them in excellence in the arts and that they could go out and use it as a ministry. And that would include like doing murals and uh, doing things, learning graphic art, because I think a lot of times like we look at dinosaurs and we don't understand the huge part that art plays in creating a dinosaur. Because I know my husband, he just started making life-size dinosaurs. He would get the bones faxed to him. You know, and we look at these dinosaurs. Steven Spielberg created what a raptor looks like. Because actually we only have bones and you know, the importance of a politician and they have an art director and the art director says, Okay, where do you stand? And you know, we're always manipulated continually by visual images and being able to understand the elements and principles of art and the very basics really help hugely in whatever you decide to do. And there's many things you can be very successful at when you're taught, you know, like I guess you could say holistically, you learn it all together. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you learn if a man, you look at a masterwork of art and you say, well, this is how this was done. This is atmospheric perspective. And this is how you can do it on a big mural and you can communicate you know, a gospel truth. And it's, it's just wonderful. I mean, to be able to, to train kids to do that. Yeah. So, so how does one begin to do that? How does, how does one begin to incorporate art holistically into a, into a, um, you know, training of children? Well, I, first off, you know, um, I wanted to mention the LandryAcademy.com. And if you go, I do intensives, art intensives and two days you can get, um, high school art credit. It's X, you know, well, of course, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and anyway, I do a camp for older kids, like a four day thing. And it's, um, I'm, I'm going to do one in the middle of February in Charlotte, but we learn how to do murals and, and, uh, 
we did a in the fall we did a a, a mural as the deer pants after the water brooks um for mm. a camp in iowa and these are things that you know my dream is to be able to do a building the side of a building you know and mm. be able to really communicate the gospel and beauty and uplifting you know things for people to enjoy but as you're starting out i mean when you're doing art with children a lot of it is fine motor skill development mm-hmm. and learning how to um you know your myelinization i guess you could say you find motor skills how to do it how to do it step by step but a lot of it is invention and creativity and art is the one subject where if they are knowing with a younger child, if they're understanding, um, there are a couple vocabulary words. If they're looking at a masterwork of art, if they have a project um, that you introduce, then if they can become real creative with it, that's excellent. Like one time with younger kids, I was doing, um, I love this story because I just love what this little boy did. But I was doing sea captains, and we were looking at masterworks of art, seascapes, and we took a paper towel roll, and I had them make a little sea captain with, you know, cut paper and and just a little outfit. And this one little boy, he actually turned the sea captain into a telescope and then did a seascape, just a little guy, you know. And he said, look what I did, you know. And the idea is that art is an idea of, you know, if you're encouraging kids, it's it's original thinking and problem solving and using your imagination. And, you know, when kids get to the point where they want to make it look real, um, you know, if you keep introducing line, shape, texture, value, color, form, you know, your elements of art, and if you teach it line upon line and they learn it, they can achieve success in doing the visual arts and you know they can a, a degree of success of course I feel like some some students are anointed to do it they're very gifted and you know they can just sit down and they don't even need um, training practically they need training and putting it together in a digital portfolio and understanding what to do with it but um, I think for anyone to understand uh, the elements and principles and then understand how to communicate visually is a really good thing, even if you're just making posters for dad's business, you know, mm-hmm. or uh, you're going and doing, there's some great open source graphic art programs. If you don't want to spend a lot of money and get Adobe Photoshop, you can use GIMP and you can put pictures in there and you can manipulate them and you can have them be digital, you know, and there's, you know, if, if you, and with history and art, you know, if you think about the connection of, you know, math and art. I just got done with an article for the old schoolhouse magazine on math and art and the idea of, uh, of tessellations and perspective and um, MC Escher and what he did, you know, with symmetry and um, it, there's just, and science and art, of course, Da Vinci, magnificent example. And very few people know that um, Robert Fulton was the Leonardo da Vinci of America because he was also an excellent painter. Mm. And there's so many early American inventors. Um, the founder of Scientific American Magazine, Rufus Porter, was an inventor and mm. an artist. And so it, there's such a connection. And then history, of course, 
how do we know we can read a verbal description of what King Henry VIII looked like, or we can look at portraits in art because there were there were no cameras. Right. And so to understand history, you have to really you know look at the visual images, and then you can understand history better. Yeah. So it, it does connect with with almost everything. Yeah, it sure does. I remember uh, in one of the courses that I took in seminary, it was a Christian philosophy course, and I don't remember much from that other than one thing that was very practical was how uh, one's philosophical interpretation, particularly their view of nature and material things, how that related to the art that was produced in that time period. And if you look at – like uh, some art, Christian art, is is very unrealistic. Where they have a lot of halos and a lot of um, images, but not a lot of real proportional. Um, I don't know how to describe it, a lot of proportional uh, art. <clears throat> and in other cases, it's just the opposite, where it's very proportional and there's not a lot of other image along with it. And that had to do, if I remember right, because of their view of um, material and whether material was bad or whether it was good. And uh, so it it plays in with all kinds of philosophy and just the history of interpretation and theology and everything, which I found very fascinating. My only challenge with art is I can't do any of it. <laughs> I, I mean, my, my stick figures, my stick figures are challenged. <laughs> and I would, I would love to be able to um, do more art primarily because I believe, and I'm sure you would agree with this, God is artistic. If you look into the heavens and you look around the earth, you see the art that God has developed just in his handiwork. And so when we express our, ourselves, we are in a way uh, demonstrating the glory of God. And, and yet when you look at stuff that I create, it, um, <laughs> it's a far cry from that. Um, so <clears throat> my next question is how do you help somebody like me that is, uh, ha- has very little artistic ability? I mean, I can look at art, but even with that, I, I'm, you know, I'm limited to some extent. Um, how do you help me and others like me uh, teach art to their children? <laughs> well, I think that in, it's very, very progressive. I mean, if you do a simple line drawing, that's the first element of art. And it's amazing what you can do just with line. And if you look at master artists like Van Gogh or Do- or Do. Doré, and mm-hmm. they did beautiful pictures using line, and um, the Doré has one the creation of, of light. It's, it's just really cool, and it's just using lines, and then you introduce shape, and everything is about light, and nothing is the same color, and a lot of people have no idea how to use materials and supplies in art, and it's like sitting down and trying to play the piano if you've never played. Right. The tricks that you can do with paint and with pastels, and with colored pencils, and with everything that really help you to excel. And if you don't know that, if you don't know how to use the materials, then you can't do as good a job as if you actually do know how to do it. 
Sure. And so if you can learn how to do it and then start experiencing success. I had one mom that she became a really good artist and had shows and everything as a homeschooler because she loved art and she never had time. So she started doing it with her with her kids and she ended up just wow, she just excelled. And so I think that it's one it's the kind of thing that you can do with your kids. It's wonderful. Because mm-hmm. you can have fun and, and get a closeness, you know. It's just a really good thing. That's great. So what can someone find at your website, visualmana.com? What, uh, if they go there, what kind of resources are available? And uh, what are some things you'd like to point out that would be helpful to people? Okay. Uh, if, if you go to my website, um, I do, it's visualmana.com. And I'm trying to revamp it, of course. But uh, you can you can see links to different things. And I'm trying to, because I'm older, I would love to teach as many kids as I can because, you know, when you get older, you just want to pass it on sure. and sure. duplicate what you know in other kids that they can go out and teach. So I really want to do that. And so we do murals for churches and rainbow resources has published almost all my books. They've, they've printed them. And so you can go to their website and get hard copies of the books through the core books and drawing books, et cetera, through Rainbow Resources. And they also have a link where you can go to free lessons, video lessons that I recorded for them that are really fun. And I, I think that if you want an art program for several months, it would just be a really fun thing to do with your kids or, you know, uh, it shows you how to use the materials and supplies and how to um, do not only the masterworks of art, but also um, the elements and principles of art at the same time. You know, I'm really very strong on the masterworks of art and kids seeing the masters because it's part of their culture and history. It belongs to them. And it's so wonderful to be able to recognize something when you go in a museum Mm -hmm. and you can actually say, Oh yeah, I saw that picture before. That's Titian. I love that. You know, I mean, it's just a neat thing to be able to do that. And then to be able to see how the artist got it to look that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. We, you know, in homeschooling, well, actually in any kind of schooling, we try to encourage our students to read the classics, and certainly that would carry over to the artistic works as well. It's important for them to to know the the classic works of art and uh, learn from the best that were out there. Oh, definitely, definitely. But uh, but it should it it should be joyful, you know. Doing art should be fun. There shouldn't be a lot of pressure. Uh-huh. you know, to perform. Cause I think in the school day, there's so many classes that you really do have to do just a certain way to get it right. Yeah. That was my problem. I think that's why I never really enjoyed art because <laughs> I wasn't very good at it. And the instructors always told me that. <laughs> yeah. You probably love perspective. I mean, I think that I have a lot of boys that I teach sometimes older young men at this, these intensives and they're very mathematical and scientific and they love the perspective, the one and two point perspective and the outer space. You know, it's really fun to do outer space art, but because if it's, it's, it's very precise and they enjoy the success that they can get. And once you learn it, you've got it. Once you understand it, it's yours, and then you can use it with everything you do. Interesting. Well, let me uh, switch gears a little bit now, and 
uh, let me ask you of one resource that you think is invaluable for homeschoolers, and let's particularly look at this when it, uh, in relationship to art. What would you say is one resource that every homeschool family ought to be able to use or have? Um, can you think of something? Well, I'm prejudiced, but I think my visual mana curriculum is probably, I've redone it, and I think it's really good because it's multi-level. And you okay. can pull out activities that connect to the curriculum in different areas, and mm -hmm. it has the masterworks. I just think it would be a good resource. Okay. Um, there's other resources out there as well. Uh, I think trips to the museum are really good. Mm -hmm. And because of online, you can go to museums virtually, and you can look at, you know, different works of art and uh, study different periods of art history along with the history that you're doing. I mean, I love the genre artist because Jacques-Louis David, and I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but he pictured the French Revolution in the same way that Remington and Russell pictured the American West and Trumbaugh pictured the Revolutionary War times. And you can look at the picture of, by Trumbaugh of, um, of Washington resigning his commission, and you have a great idea of what was that like? What did people look like? How did they dress? And the idea that George Washington was a very tall man, about a head over it. The artist was able to capture these different moments in history. Forbes followed the troops in the Civil War and was a Civil War artist. And because, again, we didn't have a camera like today. It's very, very wonderful today. But in history, it were the artists, you know, they're, um, Benjamin West was a appointed the historical artist to the court of King George. Mm -hmm. and, you know, Benjamin West was a wonderful American artist who went, went to England, and many of our artists studied with him um, when, they, when they went abroad. But it, it's just so important for history, uh, I think, to, you know, and it's part of our culture, you know, part of our history. Yeah, sure. Sure. Okay. And what is uh, something that you're really excited about right now? It can be something that you're working on, or it can be just the direction of homeschooling or what's available now or something like that. What, what are you excited about? Well, I'm working on a new book teaching music through art. And I uh, went to the, the National Museum of Music is in South Dakota, of all places. And <laughs> it's wonderful. You know, it's so wonderful because not only do you see these instruments, but you see pictures, masterworks of art, where they were playing the older instruments in history. It's just very interesting. And um, I, I just think homeschooling is, is exciting and the wonderful things that are happening in homeschooling. And I think that it's growing. Mm -hmm. And I'm just oh so privileged and honored to be able to teach. Um, I think what are the best kids in the world. I get very emotional because I feel very called to do it. Mm -hmm. And I just... Um, I just think that it's just such a, a fabulous movement, and I feel like the Lord has given some really awesome talent to some uh, some of the, the, the students, and I'm I'm just um, I'm praying that I can as many as I can that I can help develop that, yeah, help them know what to do with it. Sure, yeah, well, that's great. What would you what is what is uh, some advice? or a piece of advice that you would give to other homeschoolers after having been through it a little bit and the experiences you've learned, what would you pass on to another homeschool family if you could? 
Well, one thing that I did, I ended up doing, and I ended up putting my boys in college early. And um, mm-hmm. I think that, of course, I tried to test them, and um, uh, but I think that if they're ready for college at an earlier age and they're living at home, and we, we had Southwest Baptist College here, but, you know, I feel like it's okay to do that. Um, it's an mm-hmm. option that you can you can certainly do. And uh, the Lander Academy offers very high-level, like, pre-vet classes and camps. And I think there's other opportunities out there that are just well, for homeschoolers, but just the sky's the limit today. I mean, you can um, – there's so many wonderful um, opportunities uh, online and uh, just for for students that when I was homeschooling, it, it wasn't there. <laughs> I wish right. there would have been more, but it was at the very beginning. So I didn't have anything close to the opportunities that are there today. It's such a blessing. Yeah, absolutely it is. I've got uh, an additional question. This is this is not one that um, I, I ordinarily ask, but I think it's important to ask you because you probably have a, a better sense of it than uh, than I do. But it, it seems to me like, um, and I, I don't know about recently, maybe it's changed, but it seems to me like the church for the most part has distanced itself from art and culture. And so what happens is that um, much of the art that is produced is, is sometimes vulgar um, and, and sometimes not, uh, not reflecting the beauty of God. Uh, and um, I, would, I would like to see the church much more involved in art, but it doesn't seem to go that way. Would you agree with that? I Sadly, I really would agree. And I think that by the church stepping out of the visual arts, it's such a great opportunity missed to communicate the gospel. Mm-hmm. Because when you pull kids in and get them involved in things like teaching in the community and Bible art, you know, like a Bible arts and crafts, or you have, you train them to do beautiful murals instead of the graffiti, you know, they can be, there's an article in Charisma magazine and it's uh, about a gentleman who was a muralist and I don't have the information right in front of me, but he actually uh, went to a, a block in Chicago, a city block that was there was people had died there. There was drug house. It was just awful. And he did a mural mm. and the mural, as I understand it was um, the beauty of creation, the ugliness of sin, and then the majesty of Christ mm. on the cross and what he did for us. And it metamorphosized the whole neighborhood. He, you know, he said it, it cleaned it up. The people got involved and the, the, um, the gangs didn't want anybody coming close to it. They were so proud of that mural and it just did so much. And I mm. think that, Art can change. You know, there's so many homeless missions and there's people are going on mission trips and art transcends language. And it always has been, I remember there was a lady that in a, I had a Bible bookstore in the town that I'm in and she had built a diorama of the story of Christ. And one of the local policemen came in and actually invited Christ into his heart because he was so impacted by the whole story visually and, you know, to see it visually or just to do beautiful, our society needs beauty. 
and right, absolutely, so badly. And the more the church can get behind this, the the better it's going to be. And I pray that I can send kids back to their churches and that they will do this, that these kids that are so gifted and anointed by God to do this will be able to do it. Yeah, boy, that's great. And that had a um, worthy objective to be able to reenter Christians into the uh, the artistic, fine arts, and visual arts perspective. I, I think that's a, a good thing. So I appreciate your work. Um, if someone wants to find out more about you or to contact you personally, how is the best way for someone to do that? Uh, you can email me at visualmana at gmail.com. Uh, my phone number is 573-453-6364. Or um, you can go to visualmana.com, and um, and you can you can read about it. Uh, it Visual Mana is on Facebook as well. I'm trying to get media savvy, savvy but <laughs> you know I'm not quite there yet. But um, I I just would any way that I can encourage or help um, any of these fabulous gifted young people, I, I would love to do it. Go to landryacademy.com. They're offering the art, and it's just such a great opportunity. Rainbow Resources, and they have the free lessons there. So all of those things. All right, fantastic. Well, I'll be sure to put all those links into the show notes as best I can. That way, if anybody wants to just uh, go from the show notes right into those various resources, they can do that. And um, I really appreciate your time, Sharon, and what you're doing for the arts and for the homeschool community as it relates to arts. And uh, is there any last-minute thing you'd like to say? Just thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you very much. It's, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah. Well, you're, you're certainly welcome. I appreciate your time. So okay. you, you have a good evening. You too, sir. Bye. Okay, just a couple announcements to close up the show. First of all, if you know of somebody who would be a good person to interview for this show, I would appreciate it. Uh, you can contact me on the webpage, on the contact page, or you can shoot me an email, or you can have them contact me directly, but I'm looking for those who have a great resource or a great story to tell of success or challenge as it relates to homeschool that might be able to give some inspiration or some information to the homeschool community and be an asset to them. So if you know of someone like that, uh, send them my way. I would appreciate the opportunity to interview them. Uh, secondly, make sure that if you're not subscriber yet, that you would subscribe either using iTunes or the Stitcher feed, and you can see a link to either one of those in the middle column of the web page on the right and across the top. If you're not yet subscribing, please subscribe. And then uh, finally, if you want to get any additional information about Sharon Jeffers, all of her links will be available in the show notes. So check that out as well as uh, going to homeschoolhope.com can give you a, all the other resources of all the other interviews and a great deal of other information. So check that out and thanks for listening.